0: Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Good
1: morning, Jamie. How are you?
0: Good. Did you get a big storm at your house?
1: I did. It rained. I mean, I thought we were gonna. I thought I was gonna flood out my backyard yesterday. It was pretty heavy. It rained really hard at my house last night. You think we're done? Do you think this is it now? Mm, I. You know, you just can never guarantee. I know, I know. Did you, have, did you see the videos and the pictures of Sedona? I did. It's incredible up there. It's just incredible that more houses weren't flooded. I know. I know. I have some friends that live in Cornville, and I'm checking on them this morning to find out if they're Good. flooded out. So. Uh, thanks Jamie. Good morning everyone. I hope you're hope you had a great night. Hope, hope everything's drying out. Um, we are going to talk this morning at 9:05 with a state senator Steve Kaiser from District 2 who was the a uh, uh, sponsor of a bill that would have uh, in his in his estimation would have helped the housing crisis in Arizona. We're going to talk to him about that at 9:05, why that bill failed and our changes going to be made that can get this passed through to see if there's anything to be done at the state level about um, about housing prices. So we start this morning with, in that vein, with the cost to people. We, um, of all, of all things, this story came from the New Times. Why are gas prices going up in Phoenix? And, and the answer and the short answer to all of this is that we go way beyond the federal standard for fuel in the mixture that we use, uh, in fuel this time of year, which is why our fuel prices go up. Now, you couple that with people are talking about burning the ozone and the air quality in Arizona. Part of it is we live in a dust bowl. That's just, it is what it is. We live in a dust bowl. Does that mean we shouldn't do what we can to give the highest possible air quality? Yes, of course we should, but we live in a dust bowl, Mm -hmm. and we are going to see the monsoon coming. You know, before before we know it, we get storms. A lot of times, the dust storms can be very dangerous. But the air quality in Arizona isn't the best, which is why we have this cocktail that we use in fuel, but it also uh, causes costs to go up. I've been on this theme for quite a while, and I think it's a proven point. People that love it and people that hate it, I think most people believe it's true, and that is that um – the president of the United States' is number one issue is climate change, and everything they are doing is going down that road. Now, they have just allowed a drilling project in Alaska called the Willow Project that has a lot of people upset, but it was the right thing to do. The world still needs fossil fuels. Um, Phoenix ozone pollution will soon cause economic headaches, according to a story um, this morning. It's an Axios Phoenix story. And uh, we've been dealing with issues like this for a long time. I I, I talk about some of the, uh, sometimes I just will tell you I don't don't agree with it. I don't believe it. It's just part of the nonsense. Every year at Christmas time, shockingly, every single year at Christmas time, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, you can count on them putting out a notification saying it's a no burn day because of the air quality. It's just part of the narrative. It happens every year that there are people that work for the government, that work for the Department of Air Quality, the ADEQ, um, that work for for that department, that patrol, that drive around, again, polluting the air with vehicles, to check and see if you're burning. There's actually a phone number that you can turn somebody in on a no-burn day for having a fire in their fireplace. So it is it it, sometimes I just think it goes beyond what's necessary. But when you look at our overall economy and what's happening, uh, at at what point do we say? And I think this is an honest question that everyone should be asking. How valuable are these things? How necessary are they? And should the average American household be footing so much of the bill? Do I think it should be shifted? No, I don't. But the everybody is paying a price for these things. Uh, The Biden administration announces the first half of a one point five dollar billion dollars in funding for clean hydrogen. This is another indicator. We are so far in debt. We continue to. And the president keeps saying he's reducing the deficit. They are still spending at a deficit. They say they're just spending at less of a deficit than the previous administration during COVID. We can argue about that. I've been really hard on the Republicans as well. When as a simple fact or a simple thought process for people, when you think about how the government runs. Um, When it talks about its finances, why should the government run any differently than you as a private business would be allowed to run? Um, And I don't want to convolute the two yet, but look at what happened when they took over – the banks that just failed and the investments and there's now investigations and all these other things about insider trading and what did you do wrong with people's money? You can't do that with people's money. And we've got the federal government that's doing the investigations. They are doing the exact same thing with our money. The crazy investments, overspending, redundancy. There was a story yesterday which I didn't talk much about, but it had to do with um, – investigation and research on viruses and the concern about, um, uh, about the Wuhan lab and the studies that were going on there that the federal government, gov- government may have made actually double payments to this Wuhan lab for research. So this is the kind of thing that continues over and over again. So now they're looking at clean hydrogen. What's interesting is in any industry, um, as, uh, well, let's go back to the industry I came from. As an electrician, I grew up in two places that share similarities. I grew up in southwest Florida, and then I moved here 28 years ago into, the, into Phoenix. And I will tell you that there are a lot of similarities, obviously, climate with sunshine, maybe not humidity, but sunshine. There's some similarities there, but there was also similarities in growth. When I got into the industry in the mid-'80s, 1985 is when I started in the trades. In 1985 there was a boom going on. We were past the uh Carter years as president interest rates had come down. Ronald Reagan had been reelected winning 49 states and the economy was was roaring. And southwest Florida, the southeastern United States but the sun coast of Florida on the Gulf of Mexico side was booming with growth. We were building houses um fast i mean it's fast i were i did a, a, a some jobs for a company as an electrician called value builders which i don't know even if they exist anymore but they were guaranteeing homeowners if you would buy these little lots in cape coral florida which is still a very um, a very popular place. They used to call it the land of the newlyweds and the nearly deads. And if you were a first time home buyer, these were made the minimum requirements in the area for zoning and for size. You had a minimum size home. It T111 plywood on the exterior, very inexpensive. I'm not going to call them cheap, but they were inexpensive to build. Value Builders was telling people from the day we break ground to the day you move in your home is 30 days. It was like the Keystone Cops running in there to build these houses. And and that's how fast and what the construction market was like. And uh, Arizona, very similar now. The, the growth here in Arizona is explosive. It, it is just incredible what we're doing here. Um, and how we are, what we are going to do and how we are going to adjust to all of that is a big issue. But when you've got so many problems, you know, the federal government stepping in, the, the overregulation, the overreach, and then they're not doing their job. This is something that all of us should be paying attention to. When I was in when I came into the industry, this is how the industry worked. And you uh, were allowed you had to fit within certain criteria. But now it seems as if it's a contradiction. And we are seeing more and more taxes taken from the American people. You and I are being taxed, um, whether it's you personally, but the American citizens are being taxed. The president now wants to raise taxes, this billion and a half dollars for clean hydrogen. One of the things in those industries I said we had in common was sunshine. Well, they had at the time solar energy and solar was becoming a new thing, but it wasn't viable like it is now. It took a long time for there to be, be, the technology to be good enough where it was viable. And that's just my opinion. And it's in a different place now than it was 25, 30, 35 years ago. And the private sector knows when a product is viable. You don't have to government subsidize cell phones and smartphones. They knew that the public needed them and wanted them and would buy them. And the private industry is manufacturing them bigger and better, or I should say smaller and better every single day. So when you look at issues like this, subsidized things, which is fine, we all need research and development, but at what cost to the American taxpayer? I think that's the biggest question. You know, billion here, billion and a half there, two billion here, and we're trillions of dollars in debt. It's just a very – I think it's a good question. What we're going to do in a moment is uh, we're going to shift. There was a big rally yesterday. They're making a comeback. All wearing red, teachers speaking out. They don't like this hotline where parents can call in and complain about teachers. So we're going to talk about this hotline coming up in just a moment. Strong values and strong opinions the mike broomhead show ktar news 923 fm and the ktar news app hey thanks for being here oh so much to talk about on this topic uh teachers rally at arizona Capitol against horn's new prank prone complaint hotline that's the headline at az central prank prone complaint hotline let's start there who do you think is pranking the hotline let's let's start there The teachers, the AEA, AEU, the people that don't like this, people that are opponents of it, you don't think that this is – it's possible. Let's call it a possibility that the people that don't like it are the ones that are clogging it up. So the ones that are complaining that uh, it costs too much money, this is a waste of time and resources are the ones that are causing the waste of the resources. To me, that just right out of the gate tells you what you're up against. They're cursing. They're using vile language uh, because they don't like it. And this is what's hilarious. These are school teachers now. Um, so here's a couple of quotes from this story. Things have gotten really bad with COVID, especially, especially in the amount of mental health issues. Now this is a PE teacher. I'm reading an exact quote. Things have gotten really bad with COVID, especially, and the amount of mental health issues. More is piled on teachers, and we just need support. You're teaching P.E. Um, But let's there is a lot on teachers and they do need support. This is a part of that support. This is these are the funny things. This is where these educators and I'm using air quotes need to start learning their lesson. This uproar isn't just spontaneous. This isn't coming from people that all of a sudden decided we're going to go after teachers Parents saw what was happening during COVID with online learning and things that were being taught. So parents showed up at school board meetings and asked for answers. They weren't given answers in many cases. What was happening to them is they were told to sit down and shut up. The National School Board Association called them domestic terrorists and asked the FBI to intervene. The Scottsdale Unified School District president, former president's father, was doxing parents that disagreed, looking up divorce records and bankruptcies and all kinds of stuff to try to get negative information about them. And then, unfortunately, the school board president shared that with people. And he ended up losing his position as the president of the school board. So they had this. This has already happened where parents out in the West Valley. Go look at the turnover in the Peoria school district where parents were going to meetings and asking questions. And they were stonewalled. They were not only stonewalled. They were called a problem because they dared ask questions. And they still haven't. These educators haven't learned their lesson. So now. The school board uh, superintendent who was elected, I should say the superintendent of public instruction, Tom Horn, ran a campaign saying, if you elect me to this position, we will have a mechanism for parents to alert my office and we'll do an investigation. We will find out if there's any legitimacy to it, to find out if there are these distractions in the classroom. He won the race. As a matter of fact, he was one of only two Republicans that won a statewide race. So the voters liked what they heard of Tom Horn. They didn't like what was going on with the previous superintendent. I'm not even I'm not mocking her. I'm not saying negative things about her. The voters in Arizona spoke and they chose Tom Horn based on the platform he ran on. And part of it was this. So now you've got a group of teachers, and I don't know how many of them were teachers that were there. A couple of dozen people at the Capitol marching and yelling into bullhorns and and saying horrible things about the superintendent. They're they're calling up. Now, whether it's these people specifically or their supporters, calling up and cursing and using vile language and clogging up this hotline because they don't like this. Well, I'm telling you the parents do. Now, there are some parents that will never use it. But you're going to be hard pressed to find a whole lot of parents that say, we don't think the teachers should be held accountable. We don't think school districts should be held accountable. This is the question I keep telling everyone to ask. I don't expect you to think like me at all. But you should be asking questions in your school district. What curriculum are they pur- purchasing? What does it cost? How much does it cost to train the teachers? How much classroom time is being used? How is this helping our children read and perform math skills? You can ask those questions. And if you go to school board meetings and you are stonewalled, then you'll understand why there was a need in some people's minds to have a mechanism in place where the superintendent of public instruction could intervene sometimes. What's even funnier about this, if you don't like it, don't use it. You act like this is an affront against all teachers. It isn't. It isn't at all. As a matter of fact, let me give you the other side of the coin. As I always say, it's a pretty thin slice of ham that doesn't have two sides. There are many teachers who feel the exact opposite about this stuff. There are teachers that leave the profession or are disgruntled or are disenchanted because they feel as if they are being forced to teach all this other stuff that has nothing to do with the subject that they're prepared for. I mean, how much do you have to love English to be an English teacher? How much history? And if that's what you're there for, Shouldn't you be able to teach the subject matter without all of these other things being put in there? And that's what this is all about. And I guarantee you this, that not every one of the phone calls into this hotline is going to be a justified complaint. And they will weed out what's justified and what isn't, unless, of course, you want to go with the narrative from these teachers and say, well, Tom Horn is evil and he's just trying. That is not the truth. Tom Horn was the superintendent once before in the state of Arizona without any kind of issue about teachers. It was about learning. This is a power struggle. And I will tell you that I want to empower the parents, even the ones that disagree with me. You may love critical race theory or social emotional learning or the way schools are being taught right now and you think that this is exactly how it should be and we would disagree. But you should have the authority to make sure that they're teaching what you think is valuable. You should also be able to take your child and the tax dollars attached and put your child in the school of your choice. You should be able to do those things. Isn't it interesting that there were websites Links to chat rooms on the previous administration's very same website at the, at the superintendent, you know, the the uh, superintendent's website or the school district's website. Um, That linked kids to chat rooms that adults had access to and people complained and no, it never got any traction. None of these teachers marched in the streets about what was on that website and it being a waste of time and resources. Now all of a sudden, when parents can do the opposite and say, this shouldn't be in our schools, now all of a sudden, ask yourself that question. Why don't they want the parents to say anything? Doesn't mean they're how the teachers aren't impacted because they're not calling the teacher; they're calling the superintendent. This whole thing—I can't wait to talk more about this as it goes on. The fact that they are ranting this way means they're doing the right thing. And it's just my opinion. Coming up in a moment, Gatos joins me, and it's the big Q poll question of the day. So please stick around for it. The Gatos Big Q Poll Question, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers.
0: Hey, good morning, Gatos. I got a good one today. Are you ready? I'm always ready. Governor Katie Hobbs has vowed not to execute a death row inmate next month. I think it's April 6th. Okay. All right. Do you support the pause on executions in Arizona? Yes or no? I don't get it, man. I don't understand it. I don't know what they're looking for. Uh, we talked to the AG on the air. She's so, says she's okay with the death penalty, and then you know, a month or two ago, all of a sudden, they want to push the pause button because uh, I don't. I feel like they don't think people are trained. But I'm like, my goodness! All you got to do is stick three needles in a thing, and then you're done, and then you go home. How hard yeah. can it be? So I don't like this at all. This is uh, this is not good. Yeah, I agree with you. I think. That uh, It's on the books. It it is the law. And
1: if you don't like the law, get the law changed. But uh, trying to circumvent the law by saying you're pausing this because the latest one was they they don't have any records of where the drugs came from or whatever else. I just think it's a weak
0: argument. I don't know why they're doing it. I don't either. I don't really is it is it politics cuz you got an uh, you got an attorney general who says listen I'm fine with the death penalty I'm not against the death penalty so I'm taking her at her word. For the governor I don't I don't really know where she stands on this I guess. Maybe she is against the death penalty. I don't know. Maybe somebody should ask her. But I don't understand the po- cuz I said it this way. Uh we had 3 executions last year and we went 3 for 3. Yeah. They did, and and, yep. it, and I had Rachel. Uh, I know you did.
1: Had the uh, you had the county attorney on as well, um, saying she went to the last execution. She watched it happen, and there were no issues.
0: Yeah, it's a very strange, strange story. It is because this guy very. should be put to death in April. I agree. For, for the family that he killed, and he somebody wants to. Into, he's asking. Well, he's asking to be executed. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's give him what he wants then. I agree. You know, Gatos. We agree. Check that out. I like it, man. I like it a lot. <laughs> Thank you. See ya. All right, that's Gatos. The BQ poll question
1: today is brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Coming up just after nine o'clock, we are going to speak with State Senator Steve Kaiser from District Two and a bill that he sponsored that he said would help build affordable housing in Arizona. It's on its way in a moment.